Good morning and happy Tuesday. This is uh, Grow Your No, brought to you by Kelly's Green. Uh, I am Kelly Williams, your host, and I have here today with me, of course, the Chad King. <laughs> Good morning. Glad to be here. Yes, and Clay Edwards, of course, also. Um, so uh, we've got a great show for you today, of course, as usual. Right. Uh, we've got a lot going on um, in Mississippi right now as far as the cannabis world, the medical marijuana world. Uh, we're going to talk about some of that today. And uh, got a lot going on. How how yeah. are you today, Mr. King? Oh, I'm doing great. And it is it's exciting right now because there are a lot of really fun things that are coming up. Number one, um, a lot of great education and information events that are coming up, too. Yep. And a lot of things to help assist people with obtaining a card or a work permit. And the uh, the industry as a whole is just, like, booming right now. So it's really, really exciting for Mississippians, and so we'll talk about some of those and and where people can go to get some assistance with that. You know, I saw. Uh, did I see where they uh, the state has allocated some funding for the health department to help expedite cards? Yes, or something along those lines. Yes, yes. I did read an article um, and saw that. Uh, I think the session, the legislative session, appropriated some funds to them. Is that correct? That's that right. Is right. Right. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, and so Kinda you know, with the backlog some. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, they needed some help with some staffing and also processing. And is, is that immediate funding? I mean, is it? Like boots on ground, time to start hiring folks type funding? Yeah. So this would be like, I think, the second time they've gotten some funding. Because that was an issue at the beginning. Was that they were understaffed and trying to process as much as they can. And they needed more people, obviously, to come on. And so, like, because there's a couple of things. When we talk about somebody getting a work permit or a card, there's all kinds of other things. Like your fingerprinting and and getting your background check and stuff. Um, So there were other things. Like getting a gun permit. Correct. So there were other things that you had to go through and they had to process with that. And they've sort of streamlined a lot of the background check stuff. But still, you need people. (laughs) You need people processing those. And I think right now they're doing a great job. They're doing about 150 to 200 or they have 150 to 200 applicants a day. Yeah. yeah. So um, which which they are facilitating through, which is not an easy task. Um, And I know we've joked a lot, but there's things like the pictures and making sure everybody's (laughs) pictures don't have a Snapchat filter on them. I mean, like all of these things that just take someone actually physically looking at these applications to make sure that we have everything we need to go ahead and either certify them as a patient or a caregiver or grant them a work permit. Yeah. And and they had some uh, and and. The funding also, I think, was in connection to they had some mandates as well. Excuse right. me. Come down. Um, I think, uh, for example, the card approval process for once they received a completed application went from 30 days to 10 days. Right. Um, and some other stuff. So, yeah. You didn't have to have a drug test. Right. I mean, it's not required unless your practitioner wants one. They left it up to the practitioner's um, discretion for that. Right. But no, so far, just in Mississippi, just with licensing fees and whatever fees, um, we've had over $11 million come into the state. 11.3. Oh, that's fantastic. That's, that's amazing for yeah. Mississippi. So, again, you know, that's just where we are, you know, as of April, we had had eleven point th- over $11.3 million from licensing fees and stuff from cultivators, processors, everybody. That's so, fantastic. So, yes, yeah, phenomenal because yeah. there's so much we can do with that. And we know Mississippi always needs money. 
Absolutely. Always. 100%. I want to go back to the picture. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) For just a second. Sure. So, um, you know, I think it's important. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Whatever you do when you take your picture or have your picture taken, right. don't do it with a Snapchat filter. No. Or, or an Instagram filter or any other <laughs> That's kind. right. Or no. any other that's filter. Right. Yeah, that's, you're, you're right. You have I'm to sorry. clarify sometimes here. Sure. Oh, yeah. Why I didn't mean, use Snapchat? I used Instagram. That's I right. I shouldn't have cat ears. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. I mean, like, th- that was just, it's so ludicrous when you say it out loud, but it was just so funny because the Department of Health was really like, we have to deny people because they're sending us photos with cat ears and a tail that they put on Snapchat. <laughs> oh, and no. that's the picture that they want on their patient card. And we, we just can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I and think- over here, I'm thinking not even that. But over here, I'm thinking they just did the one to kind of make them look a little younger. Right. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. This yeah. was, I'm a cat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. So, um, but I will say there's a couple of things, too. So right now in the state, there's 232 practitioners that are registered I think that's in the state, so great. which is phenomenal. They are located all over the state. Um, last week, I think when Ken Newberger was here, he talked about Mississippi Cannabis Patients Alliance or the Mississippi Medical Association 3MA, and they have a list of where these doctors are. But but we do. We have 232, um, and of that, there's nurse prax, physician assistants, physicians, and optometrists that are currently yep. Currently have the requisite whatever to certify patients for this, which is really good. That's um, fantastic. So you should be yeah. able to find a, a certifying physician, nurse practitioner in, in, in your area. Right. Yes. Right. And then if you want to know where can you go get it. Um, the dispensary list, there's obviously one through the Department of Revenue site, um, you know, I, I think it's sort of like an exhaustive list of all the licensed places. So yeah. honestly, you know, I would probably call <laughs> to make sure because there are some dispensaries that are not up and running yet. Some that are in construction mode or trying sure. to get ready. But but we do have, you know, a pocket. I think like every sort of area around you should have at least one dispensary yeah. by this point. Oh, um, yeah. So. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, we talked a lot about this last week, but I, I don't think we can talk enough about it. You know, now is the time to go get your card. There's um, we've streamlined the process. Uh, there are tons of physicians ready to certify. We've got product available. The health department has gotten funding. And so they're ready to they are they are. Uh, streamlining their process. Uh, we don't have the drug test anymore that the physicians have to do. Uh, and so that's totally up to the physician's discretion. That's between you and your physician. So um, really the time now, if you've been waiting to get your card, go get your card. Uh, now's the time. And we've got some great events coming up mm-hmm. for that. So right. um, I want to mention some events we've got coming up. So uh, I think uh, now this isn't a card event, but it is an event. So we have uh, the Lucky Leaf conference coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, when is Lucky Leaf? So Lucky Leaf is coming up. I think in eleven days. Um, it is. I was trying to find the exact date and I didn't see it. Um, let's see. It, I think it's, it is, is it Saturday? Saturday. It's Cinco de Mayo and the sixth. That's right. Revenge of the Fifth and then the Sixth. <laughs> and so it is downtown at the Jackson Complex. Um, and it is May 5th and 6th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, again, there will be tons of exhibitors and sponsors there. Some are local. Some are sort of nationwide um, vendors. But you can certainly get a lot of information there. Um, you'll have the chance to, to meet um 
some of the people and see some of the equipment that they use. There's all kinds of people there. There's, you know, HVAC people. There's lighting people. There's packaging people. And, um, no free samples can be given, but, but it is a, it's, it's, it's a, (laughs) if you want to learn more, maybe I would think about the industry side. To me, it seems a little more industry heavy versus, you know, a lot of the other patient drives and work permit drives that we're going to talk about in a minute. But it is sort of interesting if you're wanting to get a whole pitcher or grow your no, it's a great place to do that. Thank you. There you go. That stuff interests me. Sure. As much or more. I like the logistics of stuff stuff how does it all work it's why sure, i enjoyed yeah. the tour of the facility so much you got to come it, back we you know we're 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 done so you right. gotta come oh, okay back. Yeah. cool yeah we'll definitely yeah. plan that and so again you know it it, it it's really neat in in that regard because you get to see sort of that side of it um because it does change your perspective i mean i don't know if you had a different idea before you came to our facility but, but even, it gives you a different perspective I, you know i knew that it wasn't some backroom grow grow deal you know right but, you know with, with a couple black lights and stuff <laughs> right but, our master closet and, with the black light yeah <laughs> but it's still in my mind i don't i guess you just can't wrap your head around it until you see that i mean these when they say medical grade i mean it's just that. I it mean, is it a is pharmaceutical fun- grade. Yeah, yeah, pharmaceutical grade. And when you see it, it's like, I mean, this is a manufacturing facility. This is not just, right. you know, growing pot. Right. Yeah. I, I had some, I heard somebody uh, reference a cultivation facility as a, as a pot farm. Um, and it was certainly, it had, an, and, and they did so with a negative connotation, I think, um, first of all. But, but I thought to myself, and uh, what a gross mischaracterization. Of, right. of of what you're talking about. Like, you have no idea. A pot farm, like, that is, if you go into these facilities, you'll see they are, uh, they're really sophisticated. They are, oh, yeah. they do produce pharmaceutical grade products. That's right. Um, yeah. And the tracking. Oh, oh sure. Tags. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, I wish everybody could have the opportunity to go and see the side of it that I got to see. Because especially the naysayers and the right. and people that think that this is just like some drug dealer personified right. type thing. Just right. we've watched too damn many movies. That's right. right. That's yeah. right. And TV right. shows. Right. Correct. At the end of the day, is what it all. We've just California, uh, not California, California. <laughs> Hollywood has uh-huh. told us this is what it's supposed to look like. Right. Right. And, oh yeah. And then you see, and you're like, wow. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. 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 No, and it is because what you get to see is you get to see sort of the. Number one, the the commitment to sanitation mm-hmm. and the sterile environment that it's grown in. And then you get to see the commitment to providing a quality product, which all matters when you're asking somebody to put something in their body. Um, and you see everything that goes into, you know, sort of bringing this industry here. And then you also, you know, it just it makes you excited to see the process because this is something new and exciting for Mississippi. And to see how passionate your your staff is about what they do. I'll just tell you, we we I can't speak for anybody else's stuff. I think everybody in the industry is probably pretty passionate about Mm -hmm. it. I think if you're in it, you're in it for a lot of different reasons. It's kind of like getting to be in the music business. That's right. You know, or, or, or a lot of nurses and medical people. It's a calling not a career or not a job. It's a right. career, not a job. And uh, I, that is the vibe I got the second I got to meet uh, the folks that work for you. It's like, these people love coming to work. Yeah. Yeah. We we, sure. we have the best team. Uh, I, I really think we have the best team in the state. Like, we have um, – they're just special people. They they um, they give and give and give and give, and, um, and they're passionate, and they're – 
you know, I don't know. They're just great. I, I, I love our team. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you mentioned metric. I, I think uh, I had somebody ask me about metric the other day, actually, about what, what is metric? How does that work? You know, and, and metric is the state's tracking system. So if you are in the medical marijuana industry in Mississippi, you are on metric. Right. You have to be on metric. So um, metric tracks uh, the plants from from the very beginning, whether that's seed mm-hmm. or a clone, uh, however you, whatever you're doing, whatever your process is, um, all the way to final sell to a consumer or destruction, right. whatever the case may be. Um, and, uh, and so it, it is, it is a huge undertaking, um, when you're dealing with metric, you, you mm-hmm. really have to have people who understand it and who are committed to, uh, real time updates, but it's, right. um, it's a great system. Well, <laughs> you know, it's not, okay. maybe it's not a great system. Maybe I don't, you know, it's, it, it is an effective system. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the one. So if people, if people mess up one thing, they could have to destroy a whole, a whole grow, right? Like on on that deal, if it gets out of whack or whatever, and they can't be tracked back to the initial. Oh, sure. Seed well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, one of its main goals is to prevent diversion, obviously, and then um, also it allows cultivators that are committed to this to be able to track exactly where this product came from, down to the strain, down to the plant, and so if there are any issues with the harvest that may come up, we can quickly track that and go back and eliminate an issue if we need to That's right. or, or or it also helps us know what was strong yeah, and, yeah. You know, and and i mean at the end of the day if you're doing this right why wouldn't you want to be able to do that oh, well, oh you, absolutely you, you would you, know? you oh, would absolutely. that's right because like yeah. chad just said you know it serves so many purposes um not just for state tracking but um for uh, assistance to us to yeah. figure out what works best what doesn't work so well um, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more and some other stuff coming up in just a minute. We've got to take a break. This is Grow Your Know. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Grow Your Know. I'm Kelly Williams, and I'm here today with my friends, Chad yes. King and Clay Edwards. Yes. Um, I just want to say before we get back, I, I meant to say this earlier, like when we first started, I am so happy that we have nice weather Finally, oh, I know. like I want, I want hotter. But uh, you know, we were talking about so many good things going on in the state. I think that this is a great time for things to be happening because the weather is finally getting nice. Mm-hmm. There's like a spring in people's step, right? And uh, lots going on, and I just love it. Like I, oh, it makes right. it really does make for a happy Tuesday for yeah, me. We went, we went up to auction for the Morgan Wallen concert Saturday night, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I mean, I like it a shade cooler. And I mean, it was just, I was like. I don't, I don't care about Morgan Wallen one way or another, but mm-hmm. it was something to do outdoors. Sure, yeah. 50,000 right. fellow Mississippians. I had a great time. Yeah. And I was just enjoying the weather. My girlfriend wearing like a skirt and like a little blue jean jacket. She was a little cold, but I was perfect. I'm yeah. like, cold beer. Yep. Got my body a little warm. Right, this yeah. Weather. I'm like, this is it's what perfect. it's all about before it gets too hot. That's right. Yeah. No, that's yeah. You're right. I don't like a hundred degree mm-hmm. d- degrees, but the hundred degrees ain't even the issue. It's the humidity. The humidity. Right. No, you're right. right. You're right. It sticks like, oh. to you. Yeah. 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 It's just you're sticky. Yep. Um, but yeah, but to your point, the weather is just like give me an excuse to do something outdoors. Man, it's nice. Right, you know, twist yeah. my arm. Hundred <laughs> percent, loving yeah. it, loving it, loving it. That's um, right. Yeah, no, it is great. If it, and I'm glad it's not raining. Um, but it does put you in a better mood. It you just does. Feel, it just you feel like right. you want to do stuff and uh, you want to be more productive. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, so we let's were, take a nap. So okay, so <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Um, so we were talking about Lucky, Lucky Leaf. I wanted to go back over that. I, I think it is an industry-heavy um, event, but that being said, I think there is a tremendous amount to learn 
and to do if you're not an industry professional, if you are a patient or if you are, are thinking about being a patient, right? if you are thinking about getting in the industry, if you are in uh, – or if you're just curious. Sure, absolutely. I think so many people are just curious about cannabis and the program and especially when we talk about – you know, talking about just a minute ago, you know, the the label of, quote – pot farm was such a gross mischaracterization right. of what these what this what these facilities really are and so um, if you're just curious about learning about the industry it's also a great place to go and learn and meet people and see what's going on right oh no it is and I you know we were there last time uh, mm-hmm. lucky leaf was here I had a wonderful time um, there because I just enjoyed getting to meet Everybody and talking about our story and where we came from and and while we're in this industry and how we have been fighting for it since day one. And it was just great to sort of make that connection. Of course, I like talking to anybody anyway, but but it was just nice to make that connection. And so we will not be there this year. So Lucky Leaf is May 5th. And six, but we will not be there because we have something very exciting going on on the sixth. We do at our own facility. Yes. We are holding a job fair and work permit assistance event. Yes. So um, we are very excited to be growing like weeds and, and bringing <laughs> on uh, a lot more staff and cultivation staff and other positions. And so. What better way than just to have someone come? We can assist them. We can assist them with helping with their work permit. We'll have the affidavits there that have to be signed. Uh, we'll walk through getting everybody on the portal. Yep. Again, what we're trying to do is, number one, tell everybody about the jobs that we have available. Right. And then, number two, to assist them. Because what I've realized quickly is, like, you know, there are some moving parts to getting a work permit, going and getting your fingerprints and going and getting this notarized right. and all of that stuff. And so we're going to try our best to bring everything under one roof, and it's our roof. And we're going to try to help people that are interested in jobs apply for jobs with us and tell them about what's available and a little bit about what we do and then also we can assist people with getting a work permit so right now there's about 1580 work permits in the state and so what we're trying to do is help people and assist them with that but then also talk to them about being a member of our team because our team is awesome our team is awesome (laughs) um and i and i want to go back to the i want to go talking about the work permit Mm -hmm. so um we are as as we as you just mentioned, in a, in a hiring phase right now, right. and um, and so what we have what we found is that a lot of people don't understand what a work permit is, what sure. a work permit is, and in fact, a lot of people have when we've asked the question about whether or not do you have a uh, a valid work permit. It, it, they have construed that to be, are, are they eligible to work in the United States? Correct. Sure. And um, and so that is not what we're talking about. When right. we're talking about working in the Mississippi medical marijuana industry, we are talking about having or holding a valid, current Mississippi medical marijuana right. work permit Yeah. Um, that you have to get through the Department of Health. And you cannot, cannot work in the industry without it. We are prohibited from hiring That's anyone right. for any position in the company, I don't care what it is, plant touching or not plant touching, 
that does not have a work permit. That's right. Yeah. And so, yeah, and it is sort of interesting because there's not a lot of industries that have work permits like that. You know, maybe the gambling industry, um, I think they used to have a work permit. They may still, I don't know. But, But when this Cannabis Act passed, that was one of the specific things about obtaining a work permit. And so there's things like you have to be over 21, you have to have a background check, you have to have an affidavit that you have to sign authorizing them to do the background check and that you do not have a disqualifying felony offense. Right. And so, again, you got to be fingerprinted. It has to be sent into the um, Department of Health at this finger pr- fingerprint processing unit. So, again, trying to bring everybody together and assist and all of that because you got to navigate their online portal to upload these documents. So they have to be scanned in. And, again, when you have a lot of moving parts, it's sometimes easier if you're like one-stop shop. Come right. here. That's right. And, and, and let's see. So, I mean, I know we're working on maybe trying to have some fingerprint availability there, yeah. too, because I know that's another thing where you got to go make an appointment to get your fingerprints. Kelly and I had to do that. Yes, um, we did. And so sometimes people are there that can do it, and sometimes they're not. And so just trying to make it as convenient as possible, but then also to share with, you know, there's a lot of people who want to get into the industry, but this is a brand new industry. So they're not even sure what jobs are out there, what they look right. like, you know, how this all works works and so again being able to come to one one stop with us at our facility um we can hopefully help a lot of people and get them some good jobs oh yeah yeah i mean we've had tremendous interest it has right. been the work permit issues is the barrier that yeah. have people been like oh well wait a minute um and uh, and so yeah so we're we're excited to help people navigate that process get them on board with their work permits um, they can apply for a job uh, at Kelly's Green at that time too. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's twofold. We're gonna right. um, we're gonna yield, we're gonna you're gonna be able to apply for your job, and we're gonna apply for your work permit as well. Um, for your work permit, uh, we're, and we'll we'll of course continue. You can find we'll we'll have information about this on our website, our social media, mm-hmm. um, all of. Uh, so it should be easily easy to find, and we'll talk about it again yeah. again on this show before um, before the date. Sure. But um, so so uh, but talking about some of the things you need for a work permit, you need a copy of your driver's license. Right. Um, you need a photo, a photograph of yourself without cat ears. <laughs> 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 right. I mean, let me just take that back. Everybody needs a photo of themselves That's with right. cat ears. We just can't submit it for that. No. no. <laughs> um, but but we'll take one. But we'll you take can keep one. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're gonna take two. One with cat ears, one without. Yes. Um but but in all in all seriousness, we will we can take your picture, but because you have to have a picture, it's gotta have a white background. Right. Um and uh, you're going to need proof of residency, not necessarily proof of residency in Mississippi, right. just proof of residency that you actually live where you uh, where you say you live. Right. Um, and uh, and so what else? Um, gosh, oh, oh, they'll, they'll yeah. do the affidavit. The affidavit. We'll we'll have we'll do the affidavit. We'll um, do the so fingerprint. Fingerprint. If we can't, affidavit. If we their, yeah. Driver's license. Residency picture, requirements. Residency requirement. I think that's everything. Right, for yeah. The work and then permit, we have it? to upload it. So we, yeah. we can walk them through registering on the portal, uploading the documents, submitting that too. And and the one thing about your work permit that's that, that I that I really like is you know, even if you work if you come on board with Kelly's Green, we don't own your work permit. It's right. your work permit right. and it is yours and it's valid for five years. Right. And and, and so that is your work permit to work in, work, work in the industry. But but any job you're going to have in this cannabis industry for any licensed cannabis facility in this state, you have to have a work permit to be employed. 
by them, even on a contractual basis. That's right. So, again, you know, I know it's sort of like a little extra step because this is a new industry. And if some people don't realize, oh, you also need a work permit. But we can navigate you through that and help assist with that. A hundred percent we can. Which will be good. And so that is going to be on May the 6th. From 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at our facility at 540 Ford Avenue in Jackson. And so we will, again, like Kelly said, this will be plastered on our Facebook, our Instagram, and um, on our website. Of course, you, you, you can always email. All of our contacts are on there, too. Right. Email either one of us. And we'll talk about it again next Tuesday Absolutely. before the, um, yeah. before before the, the event. event. Yeah. So. Yeah, we will. Um. So we are going to take a break. This is Grow Your Know. I'm Kelly Williams, and I'm here with my friends today, and it is a happy Tuesday. We'll be right back. And we're back. Yes, this we're back. This is Grow Your Know. I'm yes. Kelly Williams, and uh, Grow Your Know is brought to you by Kelly's Green. That's right. And so I wanted to talk about something that was exciting on last Thursday, which was 420. Oh, that's right. It was 420. It was 420. And starting at 420 in Hattiesburg, <laughs> we had the first ever Sippy Cup in Mississippi, which was honoring those who have fought and made such a difference in cannabis. And one of the people that were honored was our own Kelly Williams. <laughs> And so super, super proud. If you know Kelly's story, you know, this was personal to her with some family members that had an illness, but also she was the very first donor to Initiative 65. And I'm so glad that the state recognized this fight and everything that you've done. And I wanted to say congratulations Ah. on the air for your honor. Thank you. Welcome. Oh my gosh, you're so sweet today. It's because the weather's nice. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, it I was. knew it had to be something. <laughs> it, it was a great honor, and there was, yeah, you know, was. It, and was. it was a good event. It was. I, um, I really was honored. Um, it was. A, it was. It was uh, a privilege and an honor to be included in such a in such a fantastic group of um, people. Mm-hmm. And I was really, honestly, just blown away that I was even considered for it because there were some great people in there, and um, I was super excited to be a part of it. And I was grateful to be a part of it. And, um, and, and we really have been, you know, like, you know, working on this since before 2018. Right. There's just, there's just, you mm-hmm. know, with the legislation that was drafted um, in 2000. And that was actually drafted in 2016. 16, right. That's yeah. right. Because we got it passed in, in 2017. 17. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and that was the legislation that dealt with, um, you know, what we had encountered in our, in our, in our, in our professional careers as a, as a, as a lawyer, because I'm still a lawyer. I, I told people, I'm like, <laughs> right. I used to be a lawyer. They're like, were you disbarred? I was like, no, 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 wait, no, no I'm still a lawyer. <laughs> I tell people, <laughs> that's right. That's I right. tell people I'm a lawyer and a drug dealer <laughs> and it goes over great. <laughs> All the time. Yeah, I knew it. I knew we knew it. it. We knew it. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so the work that we did mm-hmm. um, with uh, changing the law. Right. And uh, where, you know, you can't, uh, judges can't use uh, marijuana use or a positive marijuana test as the sole basis for right. probable cause to find neglect or harm or injury to a child. Right. Um, and uh, certainly nothing in that in that language prevents a judge from finding that when it exists. Uh, we, we certainly, you know, the, the great thing about that is we did that with children in mind. That's right. I think that's something that people 
maybe even maybe they did realize it maybe they didn't realize it but when you look at the language or when you're part of the conversation um is that we drafted that i drafted that language specifically with children in mind right um i have children i have three children and a um, grandchild and a, and a rainy granddaddy yes she's a year but she's precious so mm-hmm. uh but but that's that's the thing it wasn't just out of some ethical obligation to represent parents um, this was out of um, w- this was w- representing children and thinking about children's well-being. That was what was at the forefront of the of the language. It was about letting uh, is that keeping families together because you know every obviously if you represent parents you 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 have to present that uh, from their side you know that they're harmed by when custody is unnecessarily taken away from them. But but uh, really nobody was was thinking about the kids. Right. Excuse me. I mean, which sounds ridiculous, no. but but it is the truth. Nobody was thinking about what happens to kids when you take them out of a healthy, wholesome, safe home and put them in a stranger's house. Right. Um. It it, it does it does unre- uh, unrepairable harm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think I just mispronounced that word. Irreparable. Irreparable. That's fine. That's same, fine. But, same thing. But, but no, you're 100% correct. And so what our law did was say it can't be just based that, oh, this person tested positive for marijuana. Let's take their kids from them. There has to be some causal connection. That's now, right. that doesn't mean that you can run out and smoke weed all you want and then, like, not feed your kids or right. bathe your kids if, if or clothe their kids. If you're not feeding your child not or not bathing your child right. or not, you know, making sure that their educational needs are met. Correct. And that they're, all of their needs are met, their medical needs, that they're fed and that they're loved. Yes. You know, that there's an appropriate bond there, um, you know. All of those things, of course, matter. And if you're not doing that, then that's a problem. Sure. But but uh, but that's not what was happening. No, no. Not in those cases. Not at all. No. Right. We had a drastic removal rate in this state where we were snatching kids and putting them in foster care at a really alarming rate, so much so that it gained national attention. I mean, it was 100%. a huge problem right. in this state. Yeah, it was huge. Um. And again, you know, like I think one of our counties was like number three in the nation for yes. the number of children removed from homes and placed in state custody. That's right. Now, was there so some kind of financial racket involved in this? With the, with the, with the <laughs> I mean, that almost has to be right, maybe right. not. But with the with the foster care parents getting money and people getting money moved around. Well, so this, so this mean, is what yeah. this is what I think. That's, so that's a great question, and people ask that. So do and I'll just and I'll let Chad get because because I, I just really just like jumped on this, chomped at the. No. No, go for it. Um, so I don't, in my opinion, and please feel free to disagree with me, Chad. I disagree. In, okay, perfect. <laughs> Let's go on. Um, so in my opinion, there's not a financial racket. So there's, in my opinion, there's no financial gain that's associated um, with getting a child. Now, mm. we know, but but the problem is And I blindly that, just ask that just because it, it just Because it's such bad. a problem. Right, that's, that's right. right, that's right. <clears throat> well, this is what happens. So I don't think people, number one, we have some fantastic foster care parents in this state absolutely without I, a I doubt a bunch. oh yeah, and, yeah. Fan, and, 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 and so i'm not questioning their side 100 percent. Yeah. yeah no so so there's nothing in mind there's i mean do states get are there federal dollars that are attached to foster care uh recipients you know children of course there are there has mm-hmm. to be funds that come down to help take care of children and that's necessary we need that now that being said i don't think there's any any gain associated 
um, with the state for that. I mean, all you got to do is look at the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and number two, there's no gain associated with a foster parent on that. Now, I think the flaw in some of the reasoning behind that is that we do give money to foster parents to help support foster children, and we should do that. The problem is that we should also offer that same opportunity to a natural parent. Right. So if you have a parent that can't pay their light bill and is at risk of losing custody of their child for no other reason other than perhaps they can't pay that light bill and on top of that maybe they can't feed their child that week or something. But but there is every other aspect is there. There is an appropriate bond. That parent is meeting those needs to the best of their ability. There's nothing in there in that parent's behavior that's harmful to that child or anything like that. That parent should also have the opportunity to have funds come to them to keep that child in their home. And so that's the flaw right. in the whole process, in my opinion. To answer your question, I don't think there's, a, I don't think there's any, any, any financial gain associated with sure. any of it. I just think that we should offer the same op- support opportunities to natural parents that we offer to other parents who that's to, true. Uh, yeah. So even if well, even if there was financial gain from the foster parents' benefit, whether it be tax write off or um, stipend for income, you know, living expenses, it wouldn't be. It's still up to the judge to put them in a foster home. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. So oh, sure. Unless, yeah. So the, unless the judge was somehow getting some money, I'm not accusing anybody. I'm just painting a bigger picture here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just, unless the judge was somehow financially benefiting they would do no good for him to help benefit the foster parents that's right that's right that's right yeah 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 and i would i would say you know like right now with our state what you see is that like over 89 percent of the cases that find themselves in youth quarter with cps involvement are neglect and it's usually a poverty related issue that's Mm -hmm. right um and so that's the thing that's what kelly was trying to say you know we we have this sort of visceral response of let's take these children out of this poor environment and place them over here with these people that we vetted and we think are better and then we will give them money every month a resource payment is what they call right. it okay. we will give them a resource payment a set, to help them number? it is and so we will give them and it's per child so we'll give them how much is it the whatever at one point it was like a thousand dollars a month per child or close to so 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 we'll give them that money but over here this mom really needs to pay her light bill or keep her water on or whatever we won't we won't give her the money we'll just give it over here and that's why this all these TANF funds are a big deal was because for years we did have federal dollars that were here earmarked for temporary assistance for needy families, which could have helped my mom keep her lights on and keep her child in her home. And what we saw is that it was being misused. Right. And so so, so that's why it's so important. It's not necessarily that somebody's getting money. It's like, are we putting the money where it matters? Right. And, and that's what we saw was not happening. And yeah. to a degree, it's still not happening. Right. I, and I think, you know, I think that the funding should be connected to whether or not the removal was necessary or unnecessary Correct. because there is a there is a analysis there's an analysis that judges should go through that determines whether or not a removal is necessary or unnecessary and so um and and so I'm I, I think whoever needs the funding should get it so if a, if there is a necessary removal then and that child goes into foster care then that foster parent should get that that funding if if the if removal is not is unnecessary, then that parent should have the option for those same funds if it keeps that child in that home. And by necessary, there are lots of things that go into that analysis. But obviously, we're not leaving. We shouldn't. We should never leave children in dangerous situations ever. 
Um, right. And, 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 and that's not what this language was about. No. The language was about keeping families together. And, um, and because we know, the other thing we know about cannabis use is that all the research, the credible research shows that cannabis use is the same among uh, all uh, racial divide, racial, all races, cultures, gender, socioeconomic. It's the use is across the board. So one thing I've realized as I've gotten older, and I, I say this a lot, I can sit at front row in church and look to my left, look to my right, and point out just as many people that smoke pot. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah, from all classes and everything. And I, when when they had the opportunity to vote, I said, "You're going to have a whole lot more good old boy conservatives voting for this That's than, right. than, than than the media would have you believe." And we did. Right. We did. We, we had, had right. a ton more. So I know we have to take another break in like two minutes, and then I know we got to talk about two other job fairs. But there was something I did want to bring up because when we were on the show last week. Someone maybe had texted in and was like, I feel like they always skirt around the gun issue. And so I just wanted to quickly just one more time (laughs) for the people in the back. Um, No, (laughs) I I mean, on that federal form, if you are purchasing a firearm from a dealer, there is a question that says, are you an unlawful user of or addicted to marijuana or any depressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance? So some people may think we skirt around this issue. I can't answer this question for that individual. Number one, I don't know your medical. I don't know what prescriptions you're on. I don't know if you're on an antidepressant. I don't know any of that. But what I do know is that you, if you have unlawfully used marijuana in the past or unlawfully used your Adderall prescription, you've already lied on this form if you've purchased a firearm. That's right. And so I just wanted to make that distinction that this is for the purchase of a firearm on that federal form. What we We've been hammering home this whole time is that no one is coming to take guns you already own. And that's what's being pushed out there is that somebody's coming to take your guns. So I know we got to take a break. We'll come back and then we'll talk about the last two job fairs. Thank you. All right. Great (laughs) stuff there, Chad. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB. Welcome back. Uh, This is Grow Your No. Uh, brought to you by Kelly's Green. We are talking about all kinds of great stuff today. Um, I know we've got to, uh, we, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but uh, Chad and I wanted to talk about uh, one, another event that's coming up. So as we said, get your card now, get your card now. And if you are in the South Mississippi area, there is the South Mississippi Medical Cannabis Patient Drive coming up. You can get certified for your medical cannabis access in mississippi and when is that chad that is sunday 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 <laughs> april 30th it's from 10 a.m to 5 30 p.m it's at blue lotus creation in biloxi and so they will have a doctor on site it says hundred dollar cash for doctor evaluation and 25 dollar um, payment obviously to get your card so this if there are any patients or anyone near south mississippi that wants to do that that is this sunday from 10 a.m to 5 30 p.m in biloxi and then go get your card and then we're going to host one up here we are and so with dr uh hopefully with dr fred kinsey which y'all have met before he's been on the show with us really great guy so we're working on getting something together for that really soon and of course we'll let y'all know we'll announce all the details um for that so we're super excited to uh and that'll be central mississippi that's right um, located uh here centrally um but if you're in south mississippi get to uh south mississippi 
medical cannabis patient drive on May the 6th, Sunday, fun day. No, no, no April sorry. 30th. <laughs> so it's this April Sunday. April 30th. This Sunday 30th. at Blue Lotus in Biloxi, Mississippi. That's right. We're at May the 6th with our work permit. That's right. That's our job fair and work permit assistance is going to be May the 6th. So after you've had an amazing Cinco de Mayo, you come on over to 544th Avenue and learn about getting a job and being part of the greatest team in Mississippi. And so. you can find us at www.kellysgreen.org. Right, Have guys. a fantastic week. Thanks. Thanks.